It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Are we ready? We are ready. Okay. Ed, you ready? Ready, sir. Ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zip came over and visited us. He, oh. He spent the night at the house. Wow. I did over the weekend. Yeah. Did you have a good were, time? Uh, were you home? I, <laughs> I was home, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Oh, it's so hard. Ed, it's so hard to get him to come and visit. Really? I've been inviting him for a year, and he claimed there was some cold going around, and he couldn't leave the house. Well, every time he goes over, you say, get off my lawn. That doesn't yeah, help. Right. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, I got to say, I mean, this time of year in... Uh, it is God's country, man. It is so beautiful yeah, out there. Yeah. In Vermont. It is. Yeah, yes. It is. It's mind-blowingly beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous and green and, um, yeah, and peaceful. Was I there was a little... in March or April uh, after New York? Um, I don't remember when you came. I think I was just back from California, so I think that was March. That's when I got okay. ill. <laughs> right. On the plane. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's time for the three of us. I've been thinking about this uh, to all get together and take some promo photos ah. and, um, you know, just do that. Prove that we actually know each other. <laughs> like proof of life. You know how they have a hostage hold up a newspaper <laughs> yes. with today's date? Send out a finger, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we should uh, because the pandemic is basically over. You know how many cases there were in Vermont yesterday? Uh, 35. Four. Four. Wow. Four. And it, it was about five or six weeks ago that Lisa and I were watching every night. Now, understand that Vermont only has 630,000 people in the yeah. whole state. I know. But two senators. <laughs> two senators. That's the, them's the rules, baby. Dems the rules. Dems we're the rich. Rules. We just pay by the rules. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know what to say. I know what you said. You have a really low asshole factor there. Um, no. <laughs> uh, well, he, maybe. So the thing about Vermont yes. with 630,000 people is everybody's a neighbor. So when you live in a small town, mm. and Zip, I've, I've told you some stories about this. If you badmouth someone, oh, you're yeah. probably badmouthing to their cousin or their in-laws. <laughs> So watch your mouth. <laughs> Without knowing it, right? Yes. Uh, this happened to me several times where, uh, and I'm generally polite. Mm -hmm. I, I am. And I'm tolerant of all different kinds of viewpoints. Heck, I have to be because my viewpoint changes every hour like New England weather. Well, <laughs> every hour? Wow. <laughs> Pretty much. If you don't like what Bob thinks about something, come back in 15 minutes. <laughs> well, he twists in the wind along with his opinion. Oh, I don't twist. I, I recognize uh, I recognize we're all human. Yes. Um, no matter how smart or woke or whatever we think we are, you know, we only know the narratives we've chosen to believe from the sources we've chosen to expose ourselves to. We mm -hmm. talk. It's kind of a theme on the show, and I don't want to get mm -hmm. heavy on it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Vermont is so perfect because Mr. Haney's around the corner. Um, don't do not do it immediately. I won't. But you get the hint, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are people who moved up here from New York, that you know, with uh, the Eva Gabor and think they're going to love it. And <laughs> so it is Green Acres. But, um, but really, there's Trump, uh, you know, giant 
Trump yard signs that say... Yes, there are. I saw a bunch of them. Socialism kills democracy. Stop the steal. That's like Christmas decorations. You know, the people who leave them up all year long. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's the thing about living up here. Yes. It's okay. Uh uh, Because we all have to... You know, that guy is your plumber. And unless you want to be constipated right up to the pipes in your house, (laughs) he's not going to snake you out. Well, we we've uh, there's a there's a neighborly respect that you don't have in the city. Lisa and I lived in, you know, a suburb of Seattle uh, in a cul-de-sac neighborhood for it was five or six years in one particular neighborhood. We never knew our next door neighbors. Yeah, I know. So I found I found a similar situation in suburbia. I knew the people yeah. across the street. But that was and a guy down the cul-de-sac. That was it. Yeah. When I lived in Phoenix, that was totally the way it was. Right. I mean, you didn't know anybody, and everybody had a wall. I now mean, it's was... it's partially because, of course, there are so many people that you have lots of choices, and you fill your available time with the people that you know you have work in common with, you have hobbies in common with, right. family. And various other friends. Whereas here, you know, if your car goes in a ditch, the dude down the street has a tractor. Uh-huh. And he's happy to help because he knows if his lawnmower breaks, <laughs> that you, <laughs> well, you might have a part. You have, I have a jack. Uh, I have been learning a lot about lawnmowers. Zip knows this. <laughs> you have got to post. That uh, unfortunate situation. Oh, the, the lawnmower I blew up? Yeah, that's an old one, but I'll, I, I will post it. I didn't know that. Well, so there, there's a rule. In order to learn how to fix something, you must first get <laughs> good at breaking, breaking it. it. Yeah. And um, in my lawnmower, I was very proud a couple of weeks ago um, that there was a flat tire. I took the tire in to get repaired. You know, uh, a friend helped get it off, but I learned how to use the jack. And when yeah. I got the tire back, I said, I can put it on and, then I, and I can, un, you know, lower the jack and I can, I can do this myself, except there are two kinds of bolts that go on the studs of lawnmowers. Do you know one that? is clockwise. <laughs> it's not clockwise. It's one of them where the tapered end goes on the inside. Yeah. The other one, mostly the tapered end goes on the outside because it looks nice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This particular lawnmower, the tapered end goes in and keeps the rim from coming stable. Off. Yeah. It has a chamfered uh, edge, as they say. You know about this stuff. Yes. Yeah. And you don't even have a lawn. You have a doorman and an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very large lawn at one time. John. Did you? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so I put it on backwards and I proceeded to mow my eight acre pasture oh, geez. how long before it came off one and a half times and <laughs> i was driving the mower to the barn yes yeah. i have a barn and as i was about a hundred feet away clank the wheel came off <laughs> you, the, the, you, if you use a lock washer you can get away with it but really the tapered end is far easier right. now i gave the hint a long time ago and you forgot but anyway so my neighbor Yes. He's out of town in Florida with his family. Mr. Haney, he's out of town, so he can't help me. Mr. Haney. Don't do it when I ask. Wait for yes. it. Make it a surprise. And so I, I didn't know what to do, so I brought it to the repair shop. And, uh-huh. and you know, you go in there embarrassed because they know 
They know you're a fake farmer who moved out here from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, a tin horn. Oh, yeah, they know you're a fake. And um, and I bring it in. There's this dude, Mark, at Joe's lawnmower place, and he's brilliant. Um, but he just he, he sees me pulling it in with a, in, with a trailer. <laughs> and he's got that sideways look. And he Smirk. goes, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> like chiding a child. And, and he says, oh. Yeah, that's gonna cost you, and the rim, <laughs> the rim's ruined. You know, oh, the studs boy. are ruined. Yeah. I don't even know what a stud was, by the way. Oh, and that's the bolt that sticks out that holds your tires. My your wife wheels. would yeah. would testify I didn't know what a stud was. <laughs> yes, that's the bolt that you uh, you screw the nut on. Correct. And so he says we got a lot of stuff backed up. Three weeks. Oh my God. And I'm like. The lawn six inches high. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Get out there with a weed whacker. <laughs> so my neighbor is in Florida with his family. Oh boy! And um, and I call and I already know. Like he's always like, whatever's in my garage is yours. Whatever you need. And, I, and he's just, he's like seriously one of the you know he's Americana. He's the good old fashioned great neighbor person. The kind of guy that you would want to be in a foxhole with. Right. Um, the kind of guy that uh, you know you just trust and and is kind and generous, and so I'm like I don't want to call him and tell him. First off, I'm a known lawnmower felon. <laughs> <laughs> high risk, I high maintenance yes, lawnmower. I have a record yeah. of destroying these lawnmowers. We're and done. I'm gonna I'm gonna add, and his is like very similar to mine, same company, a yeah. little bit smaller, but pl plenty good. And I'm like, I'm going to call him and I'm going to say, I just trashed my lawnmower. Very freaky, weird accident because I don't know what I'm doing. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> and of course I did that. And he said, of course you can use it. And uh, and he said, you might have to jumpstart it. And, um, you know, he gave me a couple of tips. And, and I go over there and, and, it, and the battery was dead. Um, I think the key had been left on. He has someone else mowing his lawn. <laughs> and so I go to start it. And I get it started, and I, I do like a part, just a small flat part of my lawn, and I look, and guess what? No blade. Front, front tire is flat. Oh. <laughs> and at you're, this point... You're, you're a recidivist. Yes. I, I know. I'm, like, I'm a disaster. And, and at this point, I don't know if I did it. Probably not, because I didn't... I was just mowing flat. I didn't hit anything. I think it was... It's a thing that happens in New England. If you live in Vermont... The temperature can get routinely to 15 below zero, and that's not a wind chill. No, that causes the expansion and contraction of all things metal. Right, mm. and and every tire is suspect. I, I have to learn. This will be my sixth year, so I think I'll get it this time. <laughs> <laughs> In the spring, the first thing you do is go through, you do triage. Everything, yes. Yeah, yeah. Check the Pump air the pressure. tires. Yeah. Sharpen yeah. the blades. Everything's good. And so, yeah. now I'm like, well, maybe I can be a hero and fix his tire. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. Because you, you just called yourself a lawnmower fellow and all I can hear is Morgan yeah. Freeman going, I remember when Bob came into Shawshank. <laughs> it was his second time as a lawnmower felon. At this he point. drove across 500 <laughs> yards, five football fields of the most foul lawn I've ever seen. Yes, Zip. 
Your neighbor's going to end up with a brand new lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> You're just well, going to say, hey, listen, you know, you was old and I just thought I'd, here you go. Yeah, so I, bet, I, I bet the spindle putting the front tire up. So I do have a friend, uh, my maple syrups uh, partner's brother, yes, Rich, who is, you know, he's pretty handy and he's fun and he helps me with stuff sometimes. And I say, Rich, would you help me? I got I took the tire off. I, blo- I jacked it up. I got to take the tire off, and I went and bought tube to put in the tire. I looked. Well, in, don't buy uh, one; you buy three, Bob. All right, you took away that. You you buried. Oops, I so bought sorry. two because <laughs> I'm sure okay. I would screw one up. Yes. And uh, and we tried with a screwdriver, but that tire. No, is so no, hard. no, no! Don't do a screwdriver. That's how you go. Well, there's you a use, tool, yeah. but and he had one of those, but that didn't make yeah. it any. It. it Long story short, we put yeah. the tube on, put the compressor on it. <laughs> wouldn't Nothing. take air. Wouldn't hold no. air. No. <laughs> it wouldn't hold air like me after a baked bean dinner. <laughs> Too, traditional New England breakfast, yes. Thank you for laughing at that very lowbrow joke. So <laughs> That's okay. So then I had one tube left. Yeah. And someone said, Oh, you could bring it down to VIP Auto, which is one of these, you know, tire warehouse type tire right. changing and, and yeah. I'll do it for you. And I'm I'm pulling in, and the guy sees me carrying it, and he goes, we don't do lawnmowers anymore. <laughs> oh, no. So I bring it next door to Tire Warehouse, where they it was 90 degrees. Nobody's mm. getting their tires fixed or changed. And this dude did it for me for 10 bucks. Yeah. Gave him a $5 tip. Nice. I went back. The tire is on. Yeah. I'm rocking now. <laughs> So I take the lawnmower, and I did probably uh, uh, two acres of my eight acres, and the lawnmower starts doing, no, it's not that smooth. It starts doing chitty, chitty, bang, bang on me. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, you see, that's the problem when you borrow stuff. That's the worst feeling I hate that feeling, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Uh, was that a hiccup? No, maybe it was just a one-off. And I'm like, it's not running smooth. And um, our, our handyman was like doing some other work in the field, and he was like, "That doesn't sound good." <laughs> <laughs> my wife says, "I saw a puff of black smoke come out the oh, back." No, oh, this wasn't a two cycle, four cycle. <laughs> I'm no, just gonna no, ask no. the same thing: Is it two or four cycle? Uh, no, but it's my neighbor's lawn, and of course I'm responsible. Of course. But at the end of the day, uh, David says to me, "You should check the air filter." Yeah, clogged. Wow. That Simple air filter that. looked like Pl- Chernobyl six solid. years after before they would let anybody in. Wow. And so yeah. I bought a new air filter. Yeah. And Hank helped me change it. Because I just, right now, I have to have training wheels anytime I try to do anything. <laughs> but I got it changed. Mm-hmm. And it's smoking hot. And, right. and the guy who had said three weeks for your lawnmower right. called today and said, it's ready early. Oh, good. And now, plus I have the little John Deere and I have two push mowers. So now I'm sporting <laughs> five fully working lawnmowers. <laughs> two push mowers? Who pushes? Lisa. <laughs> she's really crunchy. Oh, she's crunchy. She, she wow. will go, I need some exercise. Give me the push mower. And here's the thing about her with a push mower. Yeah. She is, she is an OSHA disaster poster child. She does not. <laughs> believe in safety equipment no. so uh, uh, she'll always hit something with that 
chute that comes out the side of the mower, yeah, that protective yeah. cover. Yeah. And it falls off. And she's like, I don't need that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You've seen yes, this, right? I do. Yeah. And, and I'm like, You're going to poke your eye out. And she's like, I got another eye. It's fine. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's the fun. And, it, you know, it's the simple pleasures of life. Yes, and um, it's the smell that for me that works. Yeah. Just just that freshly cut grass yeah. is just yeah. So and then we had a massive uh, thunder shower tonight, over an inch of rain in an hour. Wow! So I think everything. So, so your lake is full, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Oh, our little pond. Uh, it was so good to have Zip here. Just uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was great fun. Yeah. It really was. I made he didn't him take his bike over there, did he, for one last ride? <laughs> no. Well, he didn't. Did you sell the bike, Zip? I did you... sell the bike, yes. All right. Was I it did. the first guy, and did he show up, and did he dick, uh, dick no, you around? The first, and... the first two guys stiffed me completely. Wow. Didn't sh- After yep. making an appointment to show it, uh, they didn't didn't even call and never show. Those are called flakes. Yes. They uh, have the third lot. guy did. Third guy uh, was the charm. Uh, what'd you get for it? <laughs> um... Um, like you, like you're not being questioned by the FBI. We're your friends. Twenty twenty two fifty. Is that what you okay. wanted? No. Yeah, more or less. I mean, he got a good deal, but it was a fair. You know, it when I really uh, drilled down, it needed tires. I was going to need two new tires. Uh, the brakes are probably getting there. You know, hold he, on a second. A, listen, listen, you negotiate against your own self better than anyone I've <laughs> no, ever. No, no. I'm just, you know, I compared carefully against all yeah. the other ones I looked at, yeah, yeah. and there were some that were ridiculously so you, But were you in the driver's seat? Did you tell him the price, and he had to pay it, or did he negotiate with you? He negotiated just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, and then when he he was actually he was like a kid in a candy shop. He loved you know, it. He really okay. was. He's how, sixty year how, old guy. Let's how, put it this way. He sold his Harley because his hand was going numb because of the vibration. Yeah, <laughs> somebody, they do. They somebody told apart, him that huh? Kawasaki's ride much sm- more smoothly. And that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Did you show. tell him that in 10 years he'll be selling it because his whole freaking body goes numb? And yeah. Wait, oh. wait. This is crazy. When he's leaving, he goes, uh, I said, well, you know, and enjoying health. He says, well, I, you know, if it, this doesn't work out, I already got it sold. I'm like, what? Yeah. He says, I already got it sold for what I paid you if, if it doesn't <laughs> Plus work. two grand, yeah. You know. No, right. no, he wasn't going to flip it. He was going to ride it. I could no, but what's, what's the trademark sound of, of a Harley? It's potato, 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 potato. Because <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it it's is. rough. Right. It's, it's a, a rough V-twin. Run. Like, right. From knuckleheads forward, they just rattled apart. You know. Got a few uh, topics to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the lawnmower would take that long. I apologize <laughs> for anyone who doesn't care. Uh, there are two... Uh, promoted shows for binging that Lisa and I have tried two shows in a row and we couldn't get through them. And it's the first time that we've had two in a row. Here's the thing. When you're binging a TV show, if you get to the middle of the second episode and you're not both loving it, it's better to cut your losses. No, see, I want to see if Barney is going to go out to Mount Pilot and actually get a sure. date with Thelma Lou. <laughs> that kind of show. Yeah. Uh, if you get to episode three or four, it's a typical yeah. dating situation where I've invested so much, but he exactly. beats you. Yeah, but I, I put yeah. in a lot of time. It's just not good. Uh, so I'll tell you what those two shows were. Also, from It's a Conspiracy Theory, there's no way the coronavirus was cooked up in a Wuhan lab maybe <laughs> to we need to investigate and get to the bottom of it how did we get there yeah i sent you guys some articles did you both have a chance to read them 
I mm-hmm. peruse them. Yes. What does peruse mean? Peruse means until the paywall says you can log in. And not in not in Westport, Connecticut. Those yeah. people across the street, Bob, okay. they're peruse. You peruse the headline. I got it. Uh, and then uh, the two stories were uh, the Wuhan leak theory, and this other one, which is really fascinating. Um, a bunch of tax information about some of the richest people oh, yeah. in America has been leaked and published by uh, what was that? Uh, was that ProPublica? Do you know what? Oh, Pro- yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what ProPublica Concer- is? It's an organization concerned for the the collective good or the public good or private the concealment of information by government or something like that. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. basically a whistleblower. Yeah. Um, newspaper. And the IRS is talking about prosecuting. And I don't know if they'll prosecute ProPublica. So this is, remember the Pentagon Papers were leaked yep. when we were mm-hmm. younger? Yep. Uh, and you sure you remember that, uh, who's that guy, Julian Assange? Julian Assange, yeah, who the guy's mm-hmm. offshore so yes. he won't get arrested. Well, and, and he's, I believe he's in a British prison right now. He, is he? Yeah. yeah. He, did, he did a dump, though, an email dump. Well, he was. Uh, what was the thing? He was. He was Hillary Clinton's uh, stuff yeah, Hillary initially. Clinton's emails and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, when it comes to whistleblowers, it's really easy to see how our media can quickly convince you that they must be stopped. But should they? He well, founded. Well, by the way, he founded WikiLeaks. That's the name I couldn't yeah, think of. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and and so we're going to get to the freedom of the press and just ask you what you think about that. Also, uh, we have seven listener emails that I want to take note of. And Ed Kelly has one. Um, you did a phone answering message for someone. I did. Okay. Um, I don't have it handy, though. I just Didn't you email you. it to me? I did. Yeah. I got it. I've, I'm ready to play it. OK, go for it. Let's start there. So. Uh, was this Susie Scott? Yeah, she was uh, Patreon number one. No Bob. kidding. Yeah, our very first Patreon contributor. So okay. she didn't have to do the buy-in to get the, the answering machine, or answering machine, cell phone message. She just said, you know, I was your first. Can you do? Can you throw me a bone? So I, yeah, I threw her too. So. By the way, uh, Susie, a quick what? apology to yeah. you. So when you email an email that goes to three people, yeah, one of the things that happens is I read it and I go, oh, Ed has that one. <laughs> and Zip reads it and goes, well, I perused it. <laughs> Ouch. And Ed's like, I'm sure Bob will give me a call and let me know what to do about it. So it took a little while, but no, we read your email. Uh, Susie wrote, I would love it if Cheech and Chong would introduce the first segment of my podcast. She has, an, she has her own podcast. She's yeah. an animal groomer. Uh, and it's called The First Appointment. Right now it says in my voice, ready groomers? It's time for our first appointment. Feel free to improvise. By the way, I am original Patreon member number one. I never miss a show. Thanks to all of you, Bob Spike, Ed Zip, Andrew, Joe, Sean, and the rest. She knows everyone is behind. Oh, she didn't mention Karen. Does. Karen's She's coming back next week, by the way. Just We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here is your message, Susie the Groomer. Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, Groomer, do something about it, man. He smells worse than those sandals you wear when you take them off. <laughs> okay. That's one. That's one. Oh, there's more than one? There should be on that. Do you mention her her shop? I, it's okay, groomer. 
Okay, I only got one file. Oh, that's okay. okay. I did two for her. Uh, hey, Susie, I'm sure a Zip will peruse it and get it out to you right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you'd like a free answering message, it's good if you write the script. If you don't, it'll come up with something or yeah. Zip will do it. Uh, you can email us, show at bobandzip.com. You must be a Patreon. Um, you know, eight bucks a month, a buck a podcast, roughly. Although I should mention, there will be some um, vacation uh, periods when some of us are traveling this summer. So there might be a few weeks with only one podcast. That's my Catholic guilt coming through because yes. I should send you one dollar back. <laughs> when that happens but if you insist uh okay uh the other thing is that we have talked about making promos for this show mm -hmm. and um zip and i used to have a way of doing that where i would sort of be the announcer and give him a whole bunch of wild tracks and then he because we were in a hurry and then he would fill in and i'm zip and we're on noon to four on um, in this radio station that we're on in worcester called the pike pikefm.com right. anyway so I made some tracks for him, just goofing around, and he made a promo, and he, I, he would like to play it for us tonight. Are you ready, Zip? <laughs> it's it's yeah. all on you, man. Okay, here we it's go. All I, it was, I have no idea what he was going to do. The but, pickings were slim. Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Bob with the generic work parts for a promo. Zip puts together the production later, so that way if I say something, he can say something after me to make me look stupid. Nice one, Bob. I'm going to have to put my mask back on. It's the morning show that starts at noon, the Bob and Zip show, Saturdays, noon to four, right here on the Pike, brought to you by Jed's Hardware and the Diamond Auto Group. Yeah. There goes those sponsors. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're used to it, actually. Okay. okay. Let's, let's move on to more serious stuff. Usually we start with the serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. This week we, we did the exact opposite. Switched it up. All right. There, there, uh, just real quick, there was one story, too. Did you see the Alzheimer's breakthrough, allegedly? Yes. Story? Oh, that drug. No. Yes. Yeah. A combination of drugs, actually. Zip always goes for the old stuff. Listen, can we talk <laughs> about Alzheimer's? <laughs> no, no. I just, well, because <laughs> my mother. Before you do anything else, because I might forget. Yeah. My mother passed from Alzheimer's. Oh, so way, that's way to make it, me feel bad. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really, well, and it's also like I worry a little bit about it. You know, I don't know if it's a genetic thing, but. Worry uh, about what? Oh, just, oh, very good. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but the thing that got me about that real quickly is that, uh, what was it? Something like $64,000 a year. Oh, yeah, the, the expense of it. That's on the insurance, but still, that's yeah. ridiculous, you know. The New York Times know. already has an expose. Alzheimer's drug is bonanza for Biogen, most likely yeah. a taxpayer expense. Mm -hmm. In other words, we don't we already know from COVID-19, do you care about saving old people's lives or improving their quality? Fuck no. And if here's the money. irony. <laughs> the breakout of COVID in Massachusetts was linked to a Biogen convention. Oh, I remember Boston. that. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, and it really was right honest. around the corner for where we went to the WAAF sign-off. Oh, boy. <laughs> and right around the same time, Zip and I could have been early cases. Oof. Could have been well, you're early okay. cases. All right, just not we, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cases. I just uh, so well, yes. Yeah, so the, this new FDA-approved drug for uh, Alzheimer's, which I uh, perused it. Um, All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it actually treats the disease instead of managing the symptoms. That's why it gets headlines, because we have drugs for everything. Right. And they just throw darts at your disease and hope that, you know, something helps your symptoms. 
Uh, I hate the pharmaceutical, the entire industry. I hate. Oh, it's yeah, it's very exploitative. Uh, yeah, and and yet we need them. For, well, for the people they help, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But it's a business, and they just want to get you hooked and subscribing. So, so many, I've always said this, so many people take needless prescriptions and suffer. Absolutely. They're counting on you taking one new prescription every 10 years. Yes. This thing sounds like a Phil Collins song, the name of this drug. I cannot believe it's true. Adicanamabab. Remember Abacab? (laughs) From, from From the album Grab a Cab. Grab a cab. <laughs> did, did, so, Ed, did you say that insurance would cover this? I can't imagine. Um, if, no, if they are insured, yeah, if it's up to 18000 Yeah, I mean, that's uh, why they say taxpayers. Well, up to 18000 Yeah, yeah oh. it's going to be on, on Then the you have to pay dime. the difference? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was interesting to see on TV. And maybe, maybe this is like LED flat screens. Look, the first one's really expensive, but eventually. Yeah, but how long is the patent is the question. Uh, yeah, uh, a yeah. while. Yeah. Aren't they using the accelerated application out or something? Like I think, a, I believe, if I may, that that's for the new cancer drug, um, okay. which is they actually. Okay, they, they, uh, it, guys, can we talk about something else besides how old we are and getting into a nursing home? Anyway, there's a new Alzheimer's drug. Let's talk about erectile dysfunction, sure. something young, well, youthful based. I did get yes. a letter from a listener about that. We'll talk later. Uh, okay. okay, all right. All let's right, start. Sorry. Let's start if we could. Mm-hmm. With the secret IRS files. Oh, yeah. A trove of never-before-seen records. No longer Revealing secret. how the wealthiest Americans sometimes completely avoid income tax. For example, oh, yeah. and this is from ProPublica, yeah. a whistleblower uh, newspaper online. In 2007, Jeff Bezos, then a budding multi-billionaire... <laughs> Now the world's richest man. Yeah. In 2007, multi-billionaire Jeff Bezos did not pay a frickin' penny in federal income taxes. Uh, it wasn't just 2007. He did that again in 2011. 11, yeah, after that. 2018. Jeez. Uh, Tesla founder Elon Musk, the second richest person in the world, also paid... No federal income taxes. Excuse me. He was the one in 2018. Michael Bloomberg, billionaire. Managed to do the same in recent years. Uh, Carl Icahn did it twice. George Soros. Heard of him. He paid no federal income tax three years in a row. Is he not the guy who says that rich people should pay more taxes? Uh, Not just him. um, Warren Buffett was asked to comment on this, and he says, I've been saying all along that rich people, you know, should pay more taxes. (laughs) That was his answer. I've been saying all along guys like me are getting away with murder. What do you think? You caught me? (laughs) So what? I'm still rich. Um, I've known a bunch of, like, uh, for a while I was in in an upper tax bracket. I was doing Mm -hmm. a big morning show, and I remember saying to, you know, anyone who would ask me, I pay ungodly amount of tax, it seems, and I didn't know how to avoid it. I just paid it, and I was just like grateful that I was doing well. And I, you know, I I never thought like, oh, we gotta, they're screwing the rich, you know. Ironically, I just today sent in estimated quarterly payments for quarter two for twenty twenty one. 
Just wrote a check. And uh, does it make you pissed off that you paid yeah. more than Jeff it, Bezos well, and Elon Musk <laughs> and Carl Icahn? It doesn't and give George you any Soros incentive to comply by the rules. Zip you know? Zipfell paid a thousand percent more than all those people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sad. I should be pissed. Sad but true. So here's a question. This story actually isn't about that. Because if you ask just about anybody... Are you surprised? The answer is going to be yeah. no. Yeah. We've, it's common knowledge these guys are great. And even Trump, when he was running, said that makes me yeah. smart. Yeah, they brag about it. Yeah. So what is this story actually about? If it's Because it's not news. Okay. Anybody? It's, it, well, it's, it's sort of like what we were talking about the, with the Supreme Court, right? That ruling the other day it's it's the fact that they by law they're not supposed to reveal right. it correct the irs yeah. yes right the actual story is that the irs is investigating and that people may be charged with a crime because this boat the, the irs says the sanctity of the secrecy of how you rip off your fellow man. and <laughs> It's a convoluted thing they said, by the yes. way. What they essentially said, um, I share the concerns of every American. Mm. Who is this? Uh, this is one of their, um, uh, who is it? Reddig, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh, uh, inter... inter Internal Revenue Service. He's the IRS. The IRS Commissioner, Charles Redding. So listen to this guy and listen to the diarrhea coming out of his mouth, okay? <laughs> Taxpayer information is confidential. Uh, confidential. confidential. Mm -hmm. I share the concerns of every American for the sensitive and private nature and confidential nature of the information the IRS receives, he said during a Senate Finance Committee hearing that had been scheduled. <laughs> Trust and confidence in the IRS is sort of the bedrock of asking people and requiring people to provide financial information. Uh, that's those of us who pay you. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people trust that you'll let them pay nothing, that isn't the bedrock of anything. That's, I believe, the correct word, and I'm going to quote, quote, a very popular president, is swampiness. Mm -hmm. Is there anything more swampy than that? Hmm. So they don't <laughs> go into any detail about how this was achieved. ProPublica said the uh, news organization didn't know the identity of its sources, mm. which is goofy, by the way. Mm. That's not the same as, we stand by our sources and we will not reveal our sources. Yeah. It's like, don't even ask yes. us. This is like, <laughs> found it on the sidewalk. <laughs> found it in the street. <laughs> it described the information it received as IRS data on thousands of people covering more than 15 years. Yeah, they took a long time extrapolating that info, too. <sighs> and they don't have a lot of employees on staff to do that anymore. So these guys are burning the midnight oil. How do you feel about whistle whistleblowers on our own I country? I think they're a necessary evil. I think they're a necessary good. Zip, you're you're the tiebreaker. I, no, no, no. I I'm I'm with you. I uh, yeah. I think they're necessary. Absolutely. Somebody's got to be a watchdog. Someone. 
could I see you risking everything? Credible watchdog. For the good however. of humanity, Zip, and ruin, and risking your own financial ruin to make sure the information got out there? <laughs> Use latex gloves, Zip. Use the latex gloves. <laughs> I, literally, I don't have that kind of bravery. And mail it from the next county over, damn it. <laughs> The unauthorized disclosure of confidential government information is illegal. Yeah, except when it's interesting. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't fault people for for success for, for financial success, no, but I do get irritated with an uneven playing field. That's yeah. the thing that gets me. Well, zip. What? <laughs> Ever heard of dark money? <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. An uneven playing field is what it's supposed to it, be. What in the spirit of free enterprise? Yeah, but it, you 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 move your sorry ass back to communist Russia if you want an even playing field. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, you know There's what I mean. Buzzwords for socialism, don't you think? Yeah. You are on the fence tonight. You're firmly uh, uh, my ask my crotch. I'm always on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm with you. I, I, look, what you're supposed to have is some sense of fairness. Right. Thank you. That's what I was it's going. you know you it, and we do a we do a seesaw and a tug of war between progressive uh, taxing and um, you know various loopholes. I mean, a flat tax would be maybe the best thing in the world. Yes. Good luck. But good luck getting anybody to agree to it because. Yeah. The only people that would benefit, actually, is the, the lower class. Yeah. And, you know, whatever that is, where do you draw the line for that? And, and anybody go, that runs on redistribution of income is not going to do well with campaign contributions. Yeah. Uh, the Biden administration has proposed changing that system by imposing capital gains taxes on appreciated assets at death. Maybe dead people won't fight us as much as living rich people. <laughs> but it's the, it's the living rich people they're leaving the money to. Well, what do you think about that? A bigger death tax? I, I think if, uh, if all of the uh, immediate family are taken care of and reach a certain <laughs> level of um, ostentatiousness, I think, I think it might not be a, a bad thing if it's scaled. Properly. Go back to Canada, Ed. Yeah, Canada. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, by the way. Ask me in 15 minutes. I, you know, if you work hard and you earn something and you want a legacy of your company and your mm -hmm. dreams to continue, it's not really up to the government to, unless, you, uh, unless you're breaking laws, I don't really believe it's up to the government to redistribute your wealth when you pass on. I believe you get to. You know, delegate. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. what if I what if I built IBM or owned Microsoft or I created Tesla? Does that mean when I check out of the world, it all yeah. goes to the public? Heck no. Here's a, another point, if I may, Bob. Um, giving that money to, if, if say for example, if Bill and Melinda Gates's funds go to continue that legacy of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they're probably going to be far more effective at. You know where that money go, uh, distributing where that money goes than the government because the government is notoriously wasteful. If you want to yeah. screw up a program, hand it to the government. I, I, yeah. I agree. I think Bill and Melinda would do just fine with it. The problem they're going to have is with the family dog. That's what the yeah. problem they're going to have with that. <laughs> Split it up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was tasteless. Like, 
that was. You notice whenever we're tasteless, it's like uh, uh, Zip, I mean. Just he just bows zip, out. Zip, zip just bows out and sits in the background. <laughs> he zips up. No, no, just... I, was just, I was just thinking that you can't take it with you when, when you go, technically you no, speaking. Technically speaking. So. But, and I do this, I, you know, we have set up, you know. Uh, A trust this or whatever. trust, yes. Green Acres. to benefit our children and that's That's fine i I mean zip always turns it around to death again here we go (laughs) can't take it with you when you go by the way have you heard of the new alzheimer's drugs (laughs) you've you've followed him right over the cliff bob what do you follow him every time i love the dude next week in continent (laughs) (laughs) with our new sponsor incontinental airlines The seats are changeable after every ride. <laughs> Take the plastic off. All right, moving on. Um, the Wuhan leak theory. So strange. And by the way, if I was a right winger, I'd be I'd be um, pointing at, I'd be pointing the dog's nose in this pile of shit, seeing, you know, look what you did. Um, look what you did. <laughs> because. Remember, when the coronavirus began, there was this outcry calling it the China virus. China. And there was the Kung flu. Yeah. And there was this whole idea that, you know, it was cooked up in a lab. And and the response to that, I think it was a reasonable response. We can't possibly, first off, we can't possibly know that. And the scientists' leading theory was that it, it made the transition from animals to humans zoologically zoological uh, thing and and so we don't know and yet now with a new president and new politics and new trade wars all of the sudden it's become fashionable to suspect china and plausible this time oh says who <laughs> most of the left because it's coming out of Joe's mouth. So you not... believe it's plausible because the echo chamber you prefer N- no, is I'm acting so... like it's plausible after I... they six, eight months ago acted like it was crazy, like thinking we didn't land on the moon. I'm, I'm saying the media is hold embracing on, it this hold time. On. Foof, foof. I'm holding your feet to the fire. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fire the bellows. Go well, ahead, I, I mean, uh, to me, I don't know if it's plausible or not. There's no evidence. It's all circumstantial evidence. By the way, did you see the 60 Minutes piece? I think I saw part of it. It was Leslie Stahl. Did you peruse it like Zip? <laughs> I, watched I think I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> and I love Leslie Stahl. But yeah. uh, in case Zip wants to make me look bad, <laughs> nice one, Bob. <laughs> no, Leslie Stahl did this interview with, and I forget who he was, it was some policy you know some cia i mean look i don't believe our propaganda even when the whole u.s is united about it yep without a little bit of a jaundiced eye Mm -hmm. and leslie stalls asking this guy well and he's like we need to get to the bottom of this and we were only showing what china wanted us to show and if we need to see records we need complete access we need china to basically turn their colon inside out and let us look everywhere (laughs) well as i'm watching this i'm thinking this is u.s propaganda because in the real world no country 
lets to, everybody because first off, no. if another country has a political agenda, uh, and we all do, yeah. then we're going to make them look bad just because we're going to, and that's what we're doing. We're making them look bad. Now, does that mean it wasn't cooked up in their lab? Nope. I don't know. But I was watching that show for some shred of evidence. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton said, I think the American people deserve... I don't know if he's Southern or not. He's Arkansas. Yeah, he's got to have a Southern accent. <laughs> you okay. got to. Yeah, but I don't know if he's... If he carpet, who carpet bags to the South, though? If you're carpet bag, you're going to New York, right? Like That's Hillary right. did. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Bag. I think the American people deserve to know what caused the worst pandemic in a century. <laughs> deserve to know. This is science. That's like science. saying... Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying... We deserve, every American child deserves to know his own DNA sequencing. No child left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Look, China should be made to pay for their negligence. Well, if a country should have to pay for its negligence. Oh, boy. Then, you know, I mean, we killed one out of every 575 of our people because we didn't believe in testing and masks to start yeah. with. Uh China did cover up stuff. There's no doubt that China did some stuff that I don't approve of. But every country screws up. And yeah. and there's some weird stuff about Wuhan, by the way, that's rarely talked about. You have to read subversive blogs like I did. <laughs> You're going in the dark web again, Bob. <laughs> it's not dark so much. but In fact, it's Reddit. all documented stuff. Okay. But... Um, the, the truthful answer, the only truthful answer is we don't yet know. We may never know, but we can certainly rattle the sabers right. and we can come up with slogans that remarkably resemble stop the steal mm -hmm. in that there's no evidence, nothing can be proven, and yet we're acting as if it's a foregone conclusion. Right. The same way that all of these phony elections are still popping up all over the world now, all, you know, with fraud, fraud and all kinds of stuff. Oh, is there more of that? Yeah, yeah. Middle East, uh, uh, over in uh, Great Britain, I believe France. So um, have you read um, that COVID-19 may not have appeared first in China? Um, the, I'd heard it debated that it might, might have come on, because the East Coast happened at the same time, and that right. came over from Europe. This is a scientific study, so you won't hear about it on cable news, Zip, so no. pay attention. Listen carefully. <laughs> and Zip gets the ziggy once again. Yeah. Uh, uh, peruse this, will you? A new, a new study, and by the way, I don't know if the study's good or not. Uh, then you have to fact-check the study. Right. Uh, from Acta Mathma Mathematica Scientia, which could have been made up by Cheech and Chong, for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. However, um, there appears to show multiple origins of COVID-19. It was discovered December 31st, 2019 in China. Uh, it was reported in also many other countries. There are There is some evidence that it already existed in France, India, Netherlands, England, and the United States before Wuhan, China. It's just that we didn't know what it was. People get pneumonia, people get the flu, people die of respiratory diseases. Wow, aren't you the bluebird of happiness? Man? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and by the way, this is, uh, you can look at this research. I'm not going to give you the website, but um, 
the Department of Mathematical Sciences. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at um, where this come from. Beijing. <laughs> what a surprise. Well, w one of the authors of the study is linked to Tsinghua University, Beijing. So, it's, again, uh -huh. is this propaganda? I don't know. Which is propaganda? Well, I let me tell you about COVID-19's origin, man. Yeah. And I didn't make this up because a lot of scientists think that the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus that caused the whole thing spread from animals to humans, man. So kick the dog. <laughs> it's a zootronic transmission, dude. Yes. You know, like it happened in 2019. Let's get over it. It's a long time ago, 2019. Tell, like you, tell me about it. That was like eight years ago. Yeah. Wait, what? You, what? No, man, that's, that's like 2000, it's 2021, asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's just one. I, like The point of it is I'd like to see some evidence before you go and change the entire narrative. What's the evidence? There isn't any evidence at this point. Basically, and I trust Leslie Stahl yeah. when she looks, I think it was Cotton, it was somebody else, when she looks him in the eye and goes, so far this is all circumstantial, right? Right. And, and he goes, go. yes it is, but we, we got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was returned to the, to the, to the line. Well, yeah. Yeah, the talking points. And it's right. fine. I, I'm not saying we shouldn't investigate it. But what, what happens to people out there is they have to pick a side. And they take it as gospel. They just pick a side. Yeah. Right, Zip? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Well, do you think Or I disagree. Well, and and <laughs> and there's other published studies that say that US scientists are also involved in the Wuhan lab and that we yeah. we Complicit. won't have completely clean hands if there was a problem there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what do you believe right now? If you had to pick something and proudly proclaim it was right and you know, what would you which which theory would you believe? I believe that for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. Very nice, Dr. <laughs> Fauci. You are so out, by the way, you were intensely popular at one time. I can't hear a thing you say. <laughs> uh, Zip, what do you believe? I believe there are facts somewhere, uh, but when you factor in the fallibility of human nature in assessing those facts, yeah. uh, all bets are off. So I have no idea. I don't no. Wow, Inconclusive is what that's called, Bob. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, the facts may just be that people started getting sick and then we found out what it was and China did what all governments do, which is try to deny and cover it up. I mean, Trump said we'd be back in church for Easter. So, you know, that's the same thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The yoke's on you. <laughs> yeah. Which Easter didn't say. All right. Next up, uh, freedom of the press. Yeah. Oh, we did that with the IRS uh, tax info. Yeah. One oh. last quick thought. Yes, look sir. At, look at the look at the the tobacco industry for so many years in America. Nine out of ten doctors say these cigarettes are great for you. Absolutely. You know, I, mean, I smoke these menthols and they taste great. And <laughs> not only that, they make you healthy. I'm Ronald Reagan, and I know a thing or two about cigarettes. <laughs> well, Ron, if you smoked them, and I could also live to be ninety-five. Yes. I, I might do it too, although the last few years you were, uh, you could have used that dementia drug, but still. I, I, I could use what? Never mind. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good point. Um, 
we don't know what we don't know. Uh, all right. Finally, we, from time to time on this show, just like regular people do in real life, recommend shows for binge watching. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say wander about aimlessly, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have tried two such shows, uh, one recommended by Zip and one recommended by somebody oh, else. Okay. And by the way, I could blame this all on my wife because if she can't, if she won't stay, mm-hmm. you know, if she but ain't yeah. happy, I would have yeah, to Mama drop, ain't happy. Ain't nobody happy. Yeah. And the one Zip recommended, I, I actually thought was a super important show. It's a, and remember, it's a documentary. Yes. It's not a drama or anything else. It's, yes. not, it's a documentary. I and thought it was super important. I, it meant a lot to me, and I could only get through about the second episode, and I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa was like, this is kind of boring. I said, but Zip likes it. <laughs> he likes it. He's empty. If you if you get further in, it the the story just gets yeah. unbelievably dirty. It's, it's a documentary called? called Trial Four, and it's about a Boston cop killing that occurred in was it 1993, something like that. Uh, yeah, my, outside of Walgreens. Little, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 I, I don't want to give too much away, but you'd get this in the first. <laughs> I always say you that. say that every week. Yeah. Uh, you get this in the you get this in the TV guide if there was such a thing yeah. summary. You get this in the first ten minutes. A cop is killed, and Boston police. There's a rush to judgment like no tomorrow. They basically decide: way. is there were there any black people around there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Jeez. and and by the way, just like with this whole China Wuhan thing, I'm like, well, where's the evidence? I, I'm like, I've. I'm ready to believe someone did it. You got to, sh- and, and, and I, by the end of the second ev- episode, the evidence is still all circumstantial. Yeah. And can I give away the Pampers part? <laughs> if you, if you, oh, you en- oh, 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 right, right. That's if you the enjoy, uh, yes. look, if you enjoy a murder mystery documentary, um, this is an important one because it's, it's again, and maybe I'm just, I've just had so much racism, uh, angst. Um, but but if you enjoy that sort of thing, it's an important documentary. I can't recommend it because my wife um, doesn't like it. But it it is too long. I will say that it's too long. Great documentary. You didn't even get through. And I'm overcharging for this bike, but I hope you like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got to the second end, almost the end of the second episode. Yeah. And and basically, what I will say is, how freaking corrupt can a police department be? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. that's, and that's so ugly. It's and extremely the, ugly. The FBI just uh, un, un exposed a bunch of them, too, that yeah. were on the take with that uh, app that they were, de- you know, decoding. So, and it's all real footage. Mm-hmm. It's delivered very dry. But remember, Zip does not subscribe to any premium cable channels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Peter Coyote is the narrator for yeah. most of his films. And, and it's good. No, Zip, I appreciated that it's yeah. good. But I uh, anyway, I tried to watch that. And then I tried to watch something that has gotten some hype. And it is a series called 1971. Is that also on Netflix or is it on Prime? I don't know. I haven't seen it on Netflix. And it's, a, you know. it's a docu-series about all of the anti-war music and protests and songs and how music changed our culture primarily in 1971. Kent State, Four Dead in Ohio... 
uh, Vietnam, you know, just just basically how rock and rollers decided that they were going to be the voice of uh, a generation. Whoopee, we're all going to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. causing Richard Nixon to proclaim that those were hippies, but the silent majority was on his side. Yeah, right. And we started watching it. I was really very into it, but it bounces around so much. There's no real cohesive narrative. I so watched an episode. I yeah, watched an episode of it with Bob, and yeah. it, it's an unbelievable collage of footage. I don't know where yeah. they got this, but stuff. it's a collage, it's... just like when your kid cut random pictures out of a magazine. <laughs> Use Mod Podge. <laughs> yeah, spark up another doobie and do some more editing. That's yeah. right. What's you your were problem, here? man. <laughs> would you Would you say also it was disappointing in a way? Um. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I, I certainly it rang true with me. I mean, I, I was, that's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I graduated. Um, all right. Well, years. I want to see if you can get through all six episodes. Let me know. And then finally, uh, one positive uh, show to promote. It's called Startup. Oh, love it. It's currently one of the hottest things going. Love it. Zip, you won't get past the paywall. You're not going to get it. <laughs> Startup is good. Is that also on Netflix, I think? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and Startup is basically, uh, I'll tell you why you would like it, Zip. It's, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of Bitcoin explained as if it was, you know, in a drama, like in a cop detective drama show only yeah, one yeah. of the characters in it is a uh, an entrepreneur who's created a digital currency yeah and so the it, very slowly it starts to explain digital currency to you yeah in this case how it can be used for crime <laughs> <laughs> yes by cubans by cubans but uh yeah. but it's uh and there's they've just announced a fifth season so if you start it you got four seasons of drama, and and, and it's big budget too. It's huge budget, and yeah. then, and by the way, neighborhoods I probably wouldn't choose to live in in Miami. Yes, featured. Yes, I didn't know anything about Little Havana until this show. By the by the way, the producer is a friend of mine, Ben Kitai. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, wow. I, I I financed helped finance one of his films in college when he went to U of M. So, you got. Uh, you got some skin in the game on this one? Uh, no, not oh. on this one, no. But I, but I, the kid was a genius. I mean, he was really smart. He, he, he's written it all. Zip, you have Netflix, right? Did, yes. Didn't yeah. you borrow your granddaughter's password or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, I have Jesus. By the way, I think the defamation are definitely <laughs> doable here for you. When, when Zip was Zip. here, we actually had this conversation. I said, I hope you don't mind me teasing you for not having lots of subscriptions. It's, yeah. I'm, recommending, I'm recommending the Kaminsky method. Yeah. It's I endearing, it was actually. Thank that, you. you know, yeah. Yeah. Here I am, not paying any income taxes, just like yeah. Jeff Bezos and, <laughs> and all the cable channels. And Lucifer is also good, by the way, on Netflix. Oh, what's that yeah. about? Is that Lucifer about- is about, uh, well, you know, he was, he was the cast out angel, and apparently Lucifer, the son's son, or I can't even figure out if it's actually supposed to be Lucifer or his son, but he cuts off his wings and decides he wants to be around the mortal world for a while. It's pretty oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few listener emails. Uh, here's uh, Ron Chifulio says, thank you for keeping the humor going these very strange times. You are all funny and make me laugh. I enjoy the life stories. I'm still looking for that recipe for mob salad dressing. I remember that. 
I, we did it, but but I was a, a week or two late, late, so I'll repeat it again. He says, no, I have the ingredients, but when you say one cup extra virgin olive oil and one half cup lemon juice, I then forget, is it one or four teaspoons of salt? And is it fresh or dried mint leaves? Well, the correct answer to that is, ask your doctor if four <laughs> teaspoons of salt. <laughs> if it's yes. right for you. Um, I think... <laughs> Uh, because I doubled the recipe, I think he has a good point. I think it. I think if you do one cup olive oil and half cup lemon juice, it is t- four teaspoons of salt. But Lisa, if she makes it when I'm not looking, she you know, she's bought into the communist propaganda. The salt is bad for you. <laughs> it is if you have high blood pressure. No, I'll I'll research that because there's a restaurant in Worcester where we go and get this authentic salad now, and I I have to check. And then. Uh, he asks, is it fresh or dried mint leaves? I believe they use dried, I believe. But hmm. now I'm going to have to double check that. It's the most amazing, simple yeah. salad dressing. And the restaurant cheap, was owned by the mob. I cheap think. like borscht. Yes. Um, yeah. Extra virgin uh, olive oil, half that amount of lemon juice, salt, and dried mint leaves. That's what and we how, use. How dry. much dried mint leaves? Uh, just a, a pinch, a stench, a palm? Um, I believe it was. I believe both of these were teaspoons. I think it was. I think it was originally half a cup of extra virgin olive oil, mm-hmm. and quarter cup of lemon juice, two teaspoons of salt, and one teaspoon of dried mint leaves. And then I think I doubled it. But okay, look, so too. I, I promise you. Next week or sometime in the next year or two, I'll get back you with the specifics. It's a great <clears throat> salad dressing. Uh, this guy says, uh, if I was to request a message from Zip, does he do the three suges? He means you, Ed. Um, can you do Because <laughs> Zip doesn't. Zip uh, and I only do our individual stooge yes, characters. Yes. Uh, have you ever done the three stooges, Ed? <laughs> of course I have. What are you, what are you nuts? Spread out your mugs. <laughs> Pretty close. It sounds like Jay Leno is one of the stooges, but that's okay. I'm not a stooge. I collect cars. Come on. What kind of stooge do you think I am? All right. uh, I'm also going to see the Funny Rivers. That's my son, Andrew. He's <laughs> selling out a show in North Bend in July. Thank you all for making me laugh. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Go, he's, got, see- he's got Zip and Ed confused, by the way. So Ed does the voices. Because he says, is it just me or is Ed like the conductor of a symphony who only speaks up when needed? That's you, Zip. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and I love it when Bob says, I'm not going to spoil the plot of a show and then proceeds <laughs> to spoil it. No. <laughs> That's a nice guy. Uh, here is Jerry Barkley uh, sent me an email and, and it's a picture of Donovan, our pilot friend. Addressing somebody, right? Uh, he's like addressing a speaking. crowd of people, a crowd of pilots, and he got invited yeah. to be a speaker as a result of being on the show. And I do want to have Donovan back, too. I, I really yeah. want to see how he is. I was actually worried about him because there was some potential, uh, there was some PTSD there, by the way. Yeah. They were laughing, you know, they were whistling in the graveyard, really. Mm. So we'll, we'll have him back. Okay. Uh, here's Jenny. 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 She says, great shows lately, fellows. And Mayor of Easttown, wow, what a great show. I totally enjoyed it. We are currently watching The Mosquito Coast on Apple TV. It's a bit confusing. You're right, it is. Also, Bob, thanks for recommending For All Mankind. 
and she recommends something called Take Shelter from 2011 on Amazon Prime. I do write down all the things people mm. recommend. Mm-hmm. And when Lisa and I are sitting there and we just finish binge-watching a show, <laughs> I just go to the list and I see if I can get her to watch it. Sometimes she goes, no, not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this guy, this gal, Jenny, wants you to do a voicemail for her as Sam Elliott. Did you do that yet? I didn't get that request, Bob. Uh, it came to the same email you get. You must have perused it. Oh, oh. I'm sending it well, to you right now. Where, where I'm from, we don't peruse. Okay. We do bruise. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Babcock says, you jokingly asked Spike if there was a documentary about dams removal in the Northwest. Yes, there is. <laughs> I saw it's, that. It's on Tubi. It's called Damnation. Right. Tubi, to one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> is that a free one? Yes. It may be. It is free. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of ads on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one of those. Yeah. That's how uh, they get you. Uh, so they actually cut down episodes of I Dream of Genie to fit more commercials. <laughs> That's true that that happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave King, I have time for one more email. Caught your uh, story about your trip to a Mexican pharmacy. Longtime <laughs> fan here. I caught the episode where you mentioned the little blue pill. Forget Mexico, he says. I go to the source and purchase directly from India. <laughs> That's oh. safe. <laughs> Is that safe? I don't know. I don't know. I've made two purchases. The last one I received last week. I pay about nine bucks uh, or ten extra for expedited shipping from India. What is expedited shipping from India? Paddle faster. <laughs> That's the camel with two humps. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he, he sent me a, a website to an online pharmacy. Okay. He said, I always get the big pack. <laughs> they work well. I'm 59. I don't really need them. Of course. Right. I, I don't need them either. <laughs> but I like the extra Power, for lack of a better word. Great it's deal. all about extra power, By guys. Way. And he, he did the same thing I did. It works out to about 80 bucks a boner, if I remember right. <laughs> no, 80 cents a boner. 80 cents, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great summer, David King. David, aren't you glad I mentioned your full name? <laughs> Reach us anytime. Show at BobRivers.com. We are grateful if you sign up to be a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. The Bob and Zip Show with Dan Kelly. Remember this golden classic. Playing the hits of yesteryear just for you. Okay, so if you're still listening, here's a special treat. We're going to play you the Melvins live in Bob's Garage, said to be Kurt Cobain's favorite band and a huge influence on Nirvana. Immediately following that, Nazareth with Hair of the Dog, also live in Bob's Garage. Thanks for listening. Ready, men? Ready, sir. And give me a count. All right. Ready. Ready. All right, you ready to start? We're ready. Eins, zwei, drei. Ready. Ready.
Okay, then. Hello, we are Nazareth, and we're live at Bob's Garage in Twin Peaks. Oh, hooray! Here we are now. Okay. It's just like Scotland. And this is a song about my father. Now you're messing with a song, bitch. 
Bye-bye from the Pixels Twin.